ಶ್ರೀಲಪ್ರಭುಪಾಧಿಕೀಜಾಯಿಂಗ್ರೇಶ್ರೀಲಪ್ರಭುಪಾಧಿಕೀಜಾಯಿ ಶ್ರೀ ಶ್ರೀ ರಾಧಾ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಗೋಪಗೋಪನಾಥ ಶ್ಯಾಮ ಕುಂದಂ ರಾಧಾ ಕುಂದಗಿರಿ ಗೋವರ್ಧನ್ ಕೀ ಜಾಯ್ ಶ್ರೀ ಹರಿನಾಮ ಸಂಕೀರ್ತನ್ ಕೀ ಜಾಯ್ ಶ್ರೀಲ ಪ್ರಭುಪಾದ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸೆಂಡೆಂಟಲ್ ಬುಕ್ ಡಿಸ್ಟ್ರಿಬ್ಯೂಷನ್ ಕೀ ಜಾಯ್ ಶ್ರೀಲ ಪ್ರಭುಪಾದ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸೆಂಡೆಂಟಲ್ ಪ್ರಸಾರಂ ಡಿಸ್ಟ್ರಿಬ್ಯೂಷನ್ ಕೀ ಜಾಯ್ ಶ್ರೀ ಶ್ರೀ ರಾಧಾ ಕಲಚಂಜಿ ಕೀ ಜಾಯ್ ಶ್ರೀ ಶ್ರೀ ಚೌತ ರಾಧಾ ಕಲಚಂಜಿ ಕೀ ಜಾಯ್ ಶ್ರೀ ಶ್ರೀ ರಾಧಾ ಗೋವಿಂದಜಿ ಕೀ ಜಾಯ್ ಶ್ರೀ 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 ಜಗನ್ನಾಥ ಬಲದೇವ್ ಸುಭದ್ರಾ ಕೀ ಜಾಯ್ ಶ್ರೀ ಶ್ರೀ ಬಲಗೋರ್ ನಿತಾಯ್ ಕೀ ಜಾಯ್ ಭಕ್ತಿದೇವ್ ತುಳಸಿದೇವ್ ಕೀ ಜಾಯ್ ಜಾಮೂನಮಾಯಿ ಕೀ ಜಾಯ್ ಗಂಗಮಾಯಿ ಕೀ ಜಾಯ್ ಶ್ರೀ ಬೃಂದಾವನ ಧಾಮ ಕೀ ಜಾಯ್ ಶ್ರೀ ಮಥುರ ಧಾಮ ಕೀ ಜಾಯ್ ಶ್ರೀ ನವದ್ವೀಪ ಧಾಮ ಕೀ ಜಾಯ್ ಶ್ರೀ ಮಯಪುರ ಧಾಮ ಕೀ ಜಾಯ್ ಗ್ರಂಥರಾಜ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಗವತಾಮ ಕೀ ಜಾಯ್ ಶ್ಯಾಮ ವೀರ ಭಕ್ತ ಬೃಂದ ಕೀ ಜಾಯ್ ಗೋರ್ ಪ್ರೇಮನಂದಿ ಆ ಗ್ಲೋರೀಸ್ ಟು ದಿ ಅಸೆಂಬಲ್ ಡಿಬೋಡೀಸ್ All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories, all glories to Sri Guru and Sri Gauranga. All glories to Srila Prabhupada.
Divine Grace, Shila A.C. Bhakti Vedanta Swami, Shila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Yeah. 
Ananta Koti Vaishnavrin, the Ki Jai, Sri Namacharja, Sila Haridas Thakur, Ki Jai, Prayam Sikhao, Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Prabhu Nityananda, Sri Advaita Gadadhar, Sri Vasari Gaur Bhaktivin, the Ki Jai, Sri Radha Krishna Gopakopada, Shamkun Radhakun, Giri Govardhan, Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada, Ki Jai, Grantarad Srimad Bhagavatam, Ki Jai, Gaur, Primanande, all glories to the assembled devotees, all glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to Sri Guru and Sri Guranga. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. <clears throat> Namo Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Srimati Bhaktivedanta Swamaniti Namani Namaste Saraswati Deve Guravani Pracharine Nirvisesha Sanyavati Pasyata Deshatarine Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So thank you all for coming. Uh, you've been cheated today. You thought you were rid of me, but they've decided to put me in here one more time. Krishna's playing a trick on you, so... Please bear with me. <laughs> from here, uh, Arkansas, and then Tennessee, North and South Carolina, and then back here in about three and a half weeks. I'll touch base and then head west. I can't. I did. There's. Uh, I've got an engagement that, you know, I, I wish I could. Uh, it's very unfortunate. It's two years in a row I've missed it, but, you know. Maybe next year. I hope next year anyway. I hope all of you can go if you can. Are you going? Yeah. Well, if I was here. Yeah. Well, if I was here, we'd go together. You know, next year maybe. Okay. Today's uh, class, Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, the beautiful Bhagavatam by Sri Krishna Dwaipayan. Um, we're in the 10th canto the canto that we've all waited for for so long, 16th chapter, and I think today's verse is 19. Antar Rade Bujaga Boga Haritam Arat Krishnam Niriham Upal Upalabya Jalasayante Gopams Cha Mudha Dishanan Haritaha Pasums Cha Sankradata Parama Kashmalam Apur Artaha Antarade Bujoga Boga Paritamarat Krishnam Niriham Upalabya Jalisayante Gopamscha Mudha Dishanam Paritaha Pusamscha <coughs> 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 
Sankrandata Paramam Paramakashmalam Apur At Arthaha Atarvade Bujoga Boga Paritam Arat Krishnam Niriham Upalba Upalabhya Jalishayante Gopams Chamudha Dishanam Paritaha Pasumscha Sankradataha Paramakashmalamapurartaha Atarade Bujoga Boga Paritam Arat Krishnam Niriham Upalabhyajala Sayante Gopams Chamudha Dishanan Parita Pasumscha Sankrandata Parmakasmalama Purataha How about, yeah. <laughs> Within, Rade, the lake, Bujaga, 
of the serpent. Boga, within the body. Paritam, enveloped. Arat, from a distance. Krishnam, Lord Krishna. Nariham, not moving. Upalabhya, seeing. Jala Asaya, the body of water. Ante, within. Gopan, the cowherd boys. Cha, and. Mudhadishanam, unconscious. Paritaha, surrounding. Pasum, the animals. Cha, and. Sankrandataha, <coughs> crying out. <coughs> Paramakashmalam, the greatest bewilderment. Apahu, they experienced. Arataha, being distressed. Translation. As they hurried along the path to the bank of the Jamuna River, they saw from a distance that Krishna was in the lake, motionless, within the coils of the black serpent. They further saw that the cowherd boys had fallen unconscious and that the animals were standing on all sides, crying out for Krishna. Seeing all this, the residents of Vrindavan were overwhelmed with anguish and confusion. So I say, and you can repeat, as they hurried along the path to the bank of the Jamuna River, they saw from a distance that Krishna was in the lake, motionless within the coils of the black serpent. They further saw the cowherd boys had fallen unconscious and that the animals were standing on all sides, crying out for Krishna. Seeing all this, the residents of Vrindavan were overwhelmed with anguish and confusion. Purport. In their grief and panic, the residents of Vrindavan tried to find out whether Kaliya had forcibly dragged young Krishna from the shore into the water or whether Krishna had himself jumped from the shore and fallen into the clutches of the snake. They could not understand anything about the situation, and Krishna's cowherd boyfriends, being unconscious, were unable to tell them anything. The cows and calves were crying out for Krishna, and thus the whole situation was overwhelming and created a state of shock and panic among the residents of Vrindavan. Om Agantamarindasya Gananjanan Shalakaya Chakshur Unmilitam Jena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manobishtam Shtapitam Dena Bhutale Swayam Rupakadam Ayam Dadanti Swapadantikan Banchakalpa Tarubyas Chakripa Sindhu Pieva Chapatitanam Pavanebio Vaishnavebu Namo Namaha Banchakalpa Tarubyas Chakripa Sindhu Pieva Chapatitanam Pavanebio Vaishnavebu Namo Namaha
it's worth repeating. So, uh, it's disturbing for a devotee to even think about this. Uh, what's going on here? Once again, I'll read the verse. As they hurried along the path to the bank of the Jamuna River, they saw from a distance that Krishna was in the lake. So the inhabitants of Vrindavan, are, they followed Krishna's footprints. They know something is terribly wrong. They followed Krishna's footprints towards the lake. And they're in anxiety as they're going along this path, you see. We talked yesterday how Krishna's footprints were still there because no creature, not even the birds or the beasts in Vrindavan would dare step on Krishna's footprints because they wanted to preserve them, you see. They were the decoration, the ornament of the earth. So in this particular point, uh, as they're running along the path, seeing Krishna's footprints, they were... Uh, in a little different mood, uh, somewhat different mood, because instead of being overjoyed by seeing Krishna's footprints, which is the norm as you're walking on a, in a normal situation, walking along the Vrindavan path in the forest, and you see Krishna's fit, footprints, you think of Krishna in such a sweet and wonderful way. You know, it, it makes you uh, uh, long for his association in a sweet way. This is a different situation because they're seeing Krishna's footprints and they're worried. They're in anxiety as they're heading towards the lake and following the footprints towards the lake. Then as they finally get there, can you imagine if you can picture, they're going through this, this uh, forest path. And as you know, when you're going through a forest path, you can't see anything but maybe a little bit in front of you, you see. And there, it's probably winding as forest paths usually, usually do, they're rarely ever straight like a sidewalk. So they're winding and then they come around some bend or some turn and there, behold, there is the lake with this gigantic serpent. Gigantic. Balaram thought he was just an ordinary snake, you see. But he's a gigantic monster, something that we really can't even comprehend we can try to picture this in our mind, but we really can't get there. You know, it's, it's more wilder, uh, more wild than our imagination can go, you see. So here's this gigantic serpent, and he has Krishna uh, in his coils, their beloved Krishna. So their anxiety was building as they go along the path. Oh, my, God, oh my dear Lord, what is, what is the situation? What is... Uh, how are you? Are you in deep trouble? Oh, this is, this is not good. And then they see this scene. <clears throat> not only that, but the cowherd boys have seen this, they've witnessed this, and they've fallen unconscious. So you've got all the unconscious cowherd boys surrounding the, the lake, and the cows and calves are crying out for Krishna. So if we can imagine what... Excuse me, what kind of sound would the cows and calves be making? You know, it wouldn't be a typical. Sometimes you hear a calf uh, and cries out for its mother, you see. Uh, it, I spent uh, a couple of weeks in, uh, in our Govardhan temple <clears throat> just recently. And we have, I think, maybe eight, eight or ten cows and some calves. And some mornings you would hear the calves. They would cry for their mothers. They, 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 they'd take them out. I would sit up on the tower and, and chant, uh, looking at Giriraj with the sun coming up, 
And, and then I would see them as the sun gets up, they're taking the cows out and they would put them in their little little pasture area, you see. And sometimes the calves would, you know, I can't imitate, but you know, you've heard, you can imagine, you see. And it's a, it's a sound of distress. But can you imagine what's going on here in this scene? The sound has got to be tumultuous. All the cows and calves crying out for Krishna. So these are special living entities that have taken this, this form of the cows to be with Krishna in these pastimes. And they're totally, totally connected, uh, attached to Krishna. They know nothing else but Krishna, nothing else. And here Krishna is in the coils of this snake. So they're crying out, you see, great distress. So the residents of Vrindavan have run up there and they, and they look and they see this scene and it's enough to make them lose consciousness. So Krishna's motionless within the coils of the black serpent and then they saw the cowherd boys had fallen unconscious and that the animals were standing on all sides crying out for Krishna. So the cowherd boys, they had been overcome. They're, they have passed out. They've lost consciousness, you see. So... Uh, Again, as we've been discussing, the point comes home uh, more and more that the pure devotee, the ultimate stage, and I say the ultimate stage is not one that we can imitate, is to not really see Krishna as the supreme Godhead, as the all-controller, you see, the creator of everything. We know that, and in this situation that we're all in right now, it may be difficult for us to imagine, well, how could I ever stop seeing Krishna as, as the all-powerful God and start to see him as just beautiful, wonderful Krishna, my Krishna, you see? And, uh, you know, how is this possible? How can we do that? So, but that is our goal. Yeah. Yeah, that yoga maya will cover it up, you see. But we have to progress towards that point. We have to see the target, you see. Uh, again, uh, there, there are tactics to achieve goals that materialists have worked hard on to uh, help them achieve their material goals. And they will work for us. You see, because we're trying to achieve a goal. And so uh, sometimes I quote uh, these things that the, 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 the non-devotees, the karmis, the fruitive workers, have uh, worked so hard and developed such genius into achieving material goals to help you along that path. They work for us, too, in our, our path of devotional service. And one of them, they, they always say, I hear a great deal, is start out with the end in mind. In other words, picture where you're going. So if you're going to start out, you, you, you don't just jump in your car and drive around until you think, oh, okay, I'll go in this store. Or, hey, look, I'm in Fort Worth. I think I'll do something in Fort Worth. You start out with the destination, the end in mind. I'm going to Fort Worth. So you know, okay, if I'm going to Fort Worth, I have to take Interstate 30. So you picture the end. 
and what they mean if, you're, if you want to be a rich executive, you picture that. You see yourself in that position. Not today, but you see it, and that's your target, and you work towards that. So we should see ourselves as a lover of Krishna. Now, today, right now, today, and tomorrow, and we're going to have to see, we're, we're going to keep our awe and reverence to a degree, but it will slowly fade away if we proceed towards the goal of seeing Krishna as just wonderful, beautiful Krishna, just our lover, Krishna, you see. For us to have the relationship with Krishna that he wants, that Krishna wants, then we're going to have to get over the on reverence. And if you want on reverence, there are different personalities of Krishna, you see. And that's okay. That's not, uh, it's, I'm not saying that you're, that's less if you say, well, I, I, I don't think I can get that close to Krishna. I'd rather keep him at a distance, you see. That's extremely common in the material world. As I'm uh, going around preaching in the, the yoga studios, I find out that that's predominant. People are uh, attracted to the impersonal concept of the supreme. And ultimately, the reason is, it's because they don't really, because they have no understanding and no knowledge of Krishna, whatever God is, they'd rather keep him at arm's length, you see. They want to be close to God so they can have some potency, whatever, but they'd rather he's across the room or maybe in the next room, you know, not, not going up and, 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 and embracing God is not something they're looking to do. So therefore, it's best if he doesn't even have a form and he's here, but I don't look him in the face. You see, I can't be scolded. If, the, if he has no personality, he can't ask me to do anything. And if he can't ask me to do anything, he certainly can't ask me to do anything that I don't want to do. You see. On the other end of the spectrum is the devotee of Krishna who wants to do what Krishna wants done. And we forget what we want. You see, so you, you can see there's opposites, total opposites. I don't want God to ask me to do anything that I don't want to do. Whereas the bhakta, he, there's nothing he doesn't want to do for Krishna. You see, now we're not there yet. All of us, there are some things we probably don't want to do for Krishna right now. You know, but we have to, we have to get around that. We have to graduate from that level. And get to the point where there's nothing that we don't want to do from, for Krishna. You see? We simply want to please Krishna. <clears throat> Why? Because we're afraid, you know? If we don't do it, he'll turn us into a pillar of salt or something. Or send a, a thunderbolt and, and fry us. No. Well, is it because we want to please Krishna? Uh, because if I don't, then I won't get liberation? No. We simply want him to smile. We want him to be happy. When the Lord is happy, then all living entities are happy. When we make the Lord happy, we're happy. And that's the only way we can get any enjoyment. Not that we set out to get enjoyment. We have to stop wanting to enjoy and start wanting him to enjoy. We want him to enjoy us. So many times we've heard uh, that we're not the enjoyer. We are the enjoyed. 
Krishna is the supreme enjoyer, and we are the enjoyed. So let's get uh, our lives aligned in such a way that Krishna enjoys us. You see? And start thinking of uh, uh, everything that we do within the day. Am I pleasing Krishna? My Lord? And let's get him closer than arm's length. You know? Am I pleasing Krishna? Wouldn't it be better to say, Krishna, am I pleasing you? You know? If you're driving in your car and you're thinking, well, I wonder if I'm pleasing Krishna. You know, here's Krishna right next to you in your heart. (laughs) He's right next to you. You know, if I was riding with Prajapati in the car and and I said, I wonder if I'm pleasing Prajapati. You know, he'd probably say, I'm here. Hello? You know, can you not see me? So Krishna is here. Let's bring him closer into our lives. Yeah. Put him on our tongues. Let him dance on our tongue. Keep him in our our thoughts, our words, and our actions. And we can do that. You see? So let's get personal. We need to get personal, up close and personal with Krishna. And not think of him in the in the 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 third, what is it, the third sense or you know, you know, he's here. You know, can you imagine someone talking about you as if you're not present and you're standing right there? Krishna is always with us. We are just trying to be conscious of that. We're trying to become Krishna conscious. So let's talk to him. We don't have to throw ourselves down on the floor on our knees, you know, and get very grave and, oh, dear Lord, please. You know, is that the way you would talk to a lover? Is that the way you talk to somebody you love? You know? Can you imagine a husband and a wife having conversation and the wife says to the husband, Oh, my dear, please give me... You know. No. She would say, Hi, honey, how are you today? Not, My dear Lord, oh, please give us a good... Day. You know, what is this? This is not the way lovers talk or even friends And Krishna wants to be your friend, your lover, your associate, you see. So let's talk to him this way. You don't have to be grave uh, by the definition that some people give grave to pray to Krishna. You just talk to him like a person. Now, he's the supreme person, but a person nonetheless. Let's just talk to him, you know, just like you would anybody else but with more love and and some respect you know my dear lord krishna thank you so much that was so sweet that you just did that thank you or my dear lord krishna i am so sorry i made such a mistake you know i hope you'll forgive me like that you see it doesn't have to be with a trembling voice you know we don't have to do like that <clears throat> Other people feel that way. It doesn't mean that they're wrong. And it doesn't mean we should deride them. But they don't want Krishna in the car with them or in the house with them. They want God to be up yonder somewhere. I'm not ready to deal with God. I've heard people say that when I'm preaching. I'm not ready to deal with a personal God. You know, you can, you can tell them, 
that uh, if Krishna, if God, the Godhead is unlimited, then it has everything and therefore it also has form and personality. And once they ponder that, they think, you know, you've got to be right. I never thought of that. That has to be true. But I'm not ready to deal with a personal God, you know. I'm not ready to... You may want to walk with him hand in hand and, you know, you may want to hug his neck and kiss his cheek, but I am not ready to, to go there. I don't want that, you know. Ooh. Some people think, that makes me shiver to think about it. You know, I don't, you know, I'd rather think of him as being somewhere else, you see. Now, what is that we're describing? When, and that's what the impersonalists are thinking. I want God to be somewhere else, not here. That's not love. When you love somebody, you want them to be here. You miss them when they're gone. You see? It's just like uh, when Srila Prabhupada was present on the planet, uh, we, wanted, we wanted him to be here in the temple, wherever we were. We wanted Prabhupada to be here. And when Prabhupada would come, we would be ecstatic. It would be unbelievable. It was amazing how many days you could go with little to no sleep. You know, the surcharged atmosphere. And when he would leave, it would be like the, the sun is behind the clouds. It would be totally different. The only thing we had carrying us was the memory of the, the days that we were with him, you see. And his books. And his books. Which did have an effect, you know. He would leave and then, boy, the, the, the amount, if there was a read meter that could read how much reading is going on, when Prabhupada would leave the temple, the read meter would go through the roof, you know. People would be reading like crazy, you know. Because, you see, now that's personal. That's a sharing of love. Attraction, attachment, and love. And the impersonalist, they don't have that. They don't want God to come in the room or get close to them. They don't want close to him. So, uh, so we, should, we should think like that. We should see Krishna as wonderful, beautiful Krishna. The, the only thing in our life, the most wonderful thing in our life, in our existence. And our existence depends on him. You see, without him, we, our, our hearts would be more than broken. They would disintegrate. We have to get to that point, you see. And we can't, if you keep him in awe and reverence, then you're always going to want to keep him down the hall or, you know, arm's length away. And that's not what we're all about in our sampradaya. That's not what the Hare Krishna people are all about. That's not what we're here to distribute. We're here to distribute Krishna Prem, you see, pure love of Godhead. All of us, our end result the desired success, as we say, is Krishna Prem. We ultimately want Krishna Prem. We boldly say that's what we want. That's the highest uh, prize. Now, an impersonalist may say, no, 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 the highest prize is to merge in the impersonal Brahma Jyoti. Okay, go for that, you know, to you. But to us, Krishna Prem is the desired success. And everything else is just a stepping stone towards that. That's what we're trying to do. Sitting in that stage, that stage, Krishna is so far away from 
And so what? Oh yeah, very far away, but you can fall in love in a in a heartbeat. It happens every day in the material situation. People, you know, a, 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 one person might see another one and they call it love at first sight. All of a sudden, my heart changes. So, if we set the stage, if we perform properly, if we do the right things and allow ourselves to let go of some anartas that we have, we can fall in love in a heartbeat with Krishna, you see. So yes, it's far away, but it's, it, it, it's only f as far away as we make it, you see. If we could... Exactly. And we have it. We have it. It's just like uh, I can't remember who said it. Uh, someone I, I remember there was a devotee that was claiming that he was having problems and whatever he needed some he needed some help or whatever. And some some saintly uh, sannyasi back in the past told him that you're you know what you're like a man who's fallen into a well and you're crying. Send me a rope. Throw down a rope. Help me out. And there are ropes all, over, all around the wall. All you have to do is grab on one and climb out, you see. So Srila Prabhupada has uh, miraculously, and I say that because there's not a word big enough that I can think of to describe what he's done. He has actually opened the door to Vaikuntha. He's opened the door to Gokula Vrindavan, Goloka Vrindavan. He's opened the door, and he's saying, here, take my hand. Come, let's go. That's all we have to do is, is just accept it. So the doorway's there. The stairway to heaven is there. Prabhupada is saying, come, let's go. The only reason we're not going is because we're attached. We have some attachments. We have some... Uh, as they say in Texas, we have some bidness. We have some bidness in the material world that we haven't completed. Not that we were required to uh, complete, but that we feel we want to complete. I'm not quite ready. You know, it's like we're saying, my dear Prabhupada, thank you. Ever, you know, I'm so, I'm so happy. Hey, keep the door open. Keep your hand out. Not today. And probably not tomorrow, but maybe soon. I'm going to be, I'm going to be coming over there, and we're going to go up that stairway. You know, we're going to go cool. But uh, thanks, thanks. That's great. You know, I'm so happy, Jai Prabhupada. But I'm not going to do it right now. You see, it's up to us. The only impediment is us. It's not karma. Some people say, "Well, I just don't have the karma." Well, I don't know. How can you say that? The pure devotee, someone of the magnitude of Srila Prabhupada can open the door to go cool. They what? 
Yeah. Uh, it's if you're still attached, if you if you still have some false ego, the material energy can suck you up and and eat you. You know, it can it can knock you down. Uh, there's kind of a danger sometimes of getting close to Srila Prabhupada. I'm thinking one of one of our God brothers who had a lot of association with Srila Prabhupada, I won't mention his name, and started to think, he started to, to enjoy, and I, he was enjoying the potency that Srila Prabhupada had given him, you see. Along with the, the order or the instruction from the guru comes the power and potency to carry out the order. And so if we perform a lot of service, and the grace of the spiritual master and start to think that this is me speaking. If I start thinking, this is me, somebody says, that was a very good class. I'm a fool if I think that I gave I'm speaking Prabhupada's words, you see. I don't have any words of my own. If I start speaking my words, you should leave the room. You should avoid it. My words are useless. But the words of Srila Prabhupada in the previous Acharyas is what we want to speak, you see. So as we speak, Prabhupada gives us the words to say to make people become devotees. He writes them down so that we can read them and memorize them, get them in our head and speak them. And then if someone starts thinking, look, I am so potent, then he's, he's in danger, you see. But the spiritual master gives you the potency to carry out miraculous things. And then you start thinking, perhaps, this is all my potency. And so then I'm special. You know, we've even seen God brothers start thinking that they're God, that they're Krishna. Because of all the wonderful service they do and the incredible results. Millions of dollars collected, temples open thousands of books distributed and they're thinking nobody could do this but God I must be Krishna you know so we have to be very careful if we get our mind off uh, uh, off of the goal we have to we have to keep the goal in mind we have to be very very careful to aim for the center of the bullseye it's just like there's these long range shooters you know, they shoot like a thousand yards. They target's like a thousand yards out, you know. So if, if you shoot at 50 or 100 yards and you hit the bullseye of the target, but if it's out of the center, maybe just one-eighth or a quarter of an inch, at a thousand yards out, you miss the whole target. You may miss it by 10, 15 feet. So you got to hit the center, the perfect center of the bullseye, you see. Or you can get off a little bit of, of uh, angle off, one minute of angle off the center over the long haul can take you way off course. So we have to con uh, constantly check and see, am I on course? Am I doing this properly? What am I doing what am I doing? They do that in business. What am I doing well? And what am I doing poorly? Same thing applies. You see, we were talking the other day about, you know, you start out with, you isolate things that are <clears throat> uh, important 
and urgent. Okay, the intelligent man, he starts his day out, I'm going to do the important and urgent things first. Important and, un, and not urgent things will be number two. So for a devotee, what's important and urgent? Chanting Hare Krishna. Sadhana, that's important and urgent. So we do like that every day. Are there any other questions, comments? Okay, thank you all so much. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai.
Jaya Jaya, Dhenu Mastha Dhan 